0: So I believe I read someplace, although I don't really know where, so that could be a mystery, that you should never apologize. I actually think that's crappy advice. If you screwed up, apologize. I mean, you know, if it's your fault, apologize. If you did something untoward, something distasteful, something icky, apologize, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's as easy as one, two, three, but apologia, which is what we're going to talk about today, it's been around a long, long time. Okay. Hey everybody, Todd Conklin, Pre-Accident Investigation Podcast. How are you? How's it going? It's um, It's been interesting. I got to see a whole bunch of people. Man, the last couple of weeks have been really fun for me because I've gotten to see a bunch of people. And I've forgotten how much fun it is to hang out with you guys. You're you're fun people. You do fun things. You talk about fun stuff, you know. And we had fun discussions. I'd say all at all, it's a pretty good time. It was good seeing everybody, and it always is. And that's a great opportunity to me. What's so interesting about the work we do is the profession that we've uh, the, the profession we have is the community we've built. Um, both by desire and necessity, Uh, certainly by desire, because it's better to have somebody to hang out with than not have somebody to hang out with. I mean, that that makes a huge difference, but also I think the community has been, you know, a pretty important part of keeping us sane and moving forward and checking in because it's hard. It's really hard. As things happen, um, it gets harder and harder to stay the course, change is difficult. We know that, and the crazy thing about our world is, if an event takes place, the tendency to go back to the old way is really a strong tendency, and it makes sense, right? I mean, it's they're coming by it legitimately. They they they're not doing it to be weird or crazy or evil or any of those things. They're thinking, you know, we're losing control. We should have never ever changed. Because as soon as we change, we're losing control, or we lost control. The feeling that control is gone, and that's tough. And it means we have to have lots of conversations. Not that we don't do that anyway. And those conversations sometimes are are, are somewhat difficult, and and it's tough. And you're going to have people who push really hard and want to go back to the old blame and punishment. And you know, by golly, heads heads need to if heads were rolling this would not have happened which is classic fundamental attribution bias we've seen it a million times and we'll probably see it a million more times but this belief that somehow if we if we go back to punishing people we will absolutely hit that magic magic moment and i understand that i completely do it's wrong and there's tons of data to prove that we have lots of ways to have that conversation, but, but it, it, still, it doesn't make it less a part of the dialogue that you have to have all the time with people. And you've had it probably recently, certainly groups I've been talking to that are really, you know, it's, it's just an interesting time. It, it, it's there. There's we, I've said that a, a, so many times, but it really is kind of an interesting time to be doing anything. I think it's a pretty interesting time to work. But work's what we do because we've grown accustomed to eating food. And food's important because it makes us happy. Food is love, and so therefore, you've got that going on. And so that's a part of what's happening as well. It's been a very exciting week for me. So I was flying back from a big meeting, and uh, and my flights got messed up because that happens all the time. So that's not that unusual. And so I jumped airlines, which is kind of—I don't know if you guys have ever done it or not—but it's kind of scary because you really run this risk. So, so my my airline that I had a reservation on, it was not going to make the connection. Was not going to make it was—we uh, were an hour and a half late before I even got to the airport. So that wasn't going to get better. And so I thought, well, I'll switch over to another airline. So I switched airlines. And, of course, as soon as I switched airlines and and got new tickets and made all that stuff, I canceled old flights and uh, lost a ton of money. You know how this is. I mean, that's that's how it happens. As soon as I got on the new airline, they were an hour late. Just bam. And so this is the risk because you're leaving one – to go to another in the hopes that the other will be on time. And in fact, they weren't. But that's not even the story I want to tell. That's just kind of normal stuff. So that's the, that didn't even hit the radar screen. as unusual. Here's where it gets weird. We make a little stop, a, a connecting stop, and the flight attendant, who, uh, whose luggage looks like everybody else's luggage, nothing special, no special stickers on it or little things that say crew or anything, just a hard shell roller bag, some passenger inadvertently grabbed the flight attendant's bag and left their bag. So we know it's an accident. We know it's a mistake. There's no question about that. Nobody stole the bag. And that actually was never claimed. But long story short, the flight attendant's bag was gone. And what happened next was really unusual because the flight attendant basically, these are my words, not their words, refused to fly until he got his bag back. Which meant that 121 people were sitting there waiting, uh, kind of hoping, I mean, I'll, I'll insert how I felt, hoping that the passenger somewhere in the airport was hearing the many, many, many announcements that you have the wrong bag and would bring it back, and they would bring it to the flight attendant, and there would be great joy and cheers, and we would head down the road. But alas, my friends, that did not happen. And so we just sat there and waited and waited and waited. And it was a long wait. Which brings us to the topic of today's podcast. And that is the apology. Because we got to have the apology. So I don't know if you noticed, but there were a lot of ads being inserted into this podcast a lot, like crazy amounts, like two minutes of ads in a two-minute-long podcast. And I hated it, and I never wanted it, and I didn't ask for it. In fact, I did the opposite. I told them to stop, and I could not get them to stop it. So if you've ever done a podcast, the way they do it is you get a little company. I guess that's what it is. I don't know. It's a podcast server, and they take your server, and they upload it to you know, everything, Apple, iTunes, um, uh, everything, all, all the podcast places where people get their podcasts and it's pretty easy. And what they did is they decided they were going to put ads cause you don't make any money. Like I've never seen a penny from an ad on it. all these ads. They made you listen to nothing. I mean, they make the money. And so I didn't want them and said, I didn't want them. So I wrote them a letter please stop playing ads, nothing. So I wrote another letter, please, you got to stop playing the ads, nothing. So I wrote him a third letter, you got to stop, nothing. I think finally we cracked the code, and I think they're gone. But I just want to tell you, my intent for this podcast was never to have ads. on. I mean, I just never wanted ads on it. I had them early on, because I, I I thought I needed to buy a bunch of fancy pants equipment, which, by the way, in case you're wondering, I did. But I, I, it seems to me like it's kind of a uh, – it's just a conversation we have, and ads kind of make it less personal, which is what was so offensive about all – I mean, they played like a million ads. And what's crazy is that the ads you got were different than the ads I got, which were different than the ads other people got. So because I live in New Mexico, most of my ads were in Spanish, which is fun. I mean, it was it was fun to listen to them, and I got to, you know, translate them and figure out what they're selling me. But nonetheless, I feel like I owe you a giant apology because it was never my intent for this to happen. And the system itself defaulted so the company... Podbean is the name of the... I don't know why I'm not saying the name of them. They're evil. The evil Podbean decided they were going to make money on the back of our conversations. They didn't give me a penny, but that's really not the point. The point is I didn't want them in there, and I think I got them removed. So you'll have to tell me if they're gone or not, because that's a really important part of uh, this apology. And, And that's all I wanted to say. I probably spent too much time on it, but I just wanted to create an environment where I could say, geez, I don't know why this is happening, but I don't want it to happen. And so move on from there. So the, the tidbit for today's podcast is a really interesting discussion. So I was talking to some people, uh, and we were kind of talking about events that had taken place in their organization and that there'd been kind of an increase in the number of events because there was an increase in new employees, they kind of had all this data that they could bring together and and make some decisions, albeit retrospectively, but they can make some decisions about what was going on, which is great. Understanding how events happen is vital. And then even more importantly, understanding the conditions that existed to allow the event to be successful is everything. I mean, that's, that's everything. And that's kind of what they were doing. And out of that, the idea came, which I think was really remarkable, is that post-event, the questions that you want to ask leaders are, you know, what needs to be true in order for us to put a worker in confined space? Or what needs to be true in order for us to work with a a, a, a hot job? What needs to be true in order for a worker to effectively and safely work at height. And that little statement, which was beautiful. I mean, that—that that is beautiful. It's not was beautiful. It's, it is beautiful. That little statement, I think, is as powerful of a safety tool as I think I can even think of. I mean, the fact that you're saying what needs to be true in order for us to put a worker in confined space, and I'm just making that up, but it's a good one to use, what that does is it really encourages the organization to think about the conditions necessary for work in confined space to be done successfully, safely, reliably, recoverably, effectively, productively. And I actually think from a leadership standpoint, that's quite a good question because it really allows the organization and the organization's leaders to, in a a sense, understand quickly the conditions necessary for that work to be done well and to actually ensure those conditions are met before the work starts. So it moves us from sort of an audit, identify a deficiency and catch them on it, to really more of an assurance function, a validation and verification function, where you're saying, okay, what needs to be true for us to do this work safely? And then just list out what needs to be true. Now, that's creative. I mean, that's really creative. That's amazingly creative. That's remarkably creative. But it's creative not in that it gets you to help design work so that it has controls. You're aligning risk and control. It's creative in the way it invites people into that conversation. It's not threatening. It's not personal. It doesn't talk about behavior. It just talks about what needs to be true. And I I actually think the more I think about this, this is why I'm talking about it with you guys after my giant apology, the more I think about this, the more I think, that's actually a really very, very, very valuable way To frame that question. And you know me, the power in leadership is in the question. If we come up with better questions, then people come up with better answers. And if we ask leaders that question, what needs to be true in order for us to do this work, we've put the leaders in a position in a non threatening way where they're going to tell us what needs to be true. And if they don't know what needs to be true, It's actually quite inviting to go out and determine and learn what should exist to make that work done well. I actually think this is a pretty... I don't know what you think. I'd be really curious. So tell me what you think. I'm really curious what you think. It's just a a better way to phrase that pre-job question. It's a better way to look for the essential controls that need to be present before the work starts, it's a much better way to do that initial discussion before something bad happens. I mean, do you agree? Because I actually think it's, it's worthwhile looking into this in a pretty deep way. What needs to be true in order for us to put a worker in confined space for job X at site B at three forty-five in the afternoon on a Tuesday, I mean you can make it pretty specific, and yet it still has that open discussion space for you to have a talk about you know what controls need to, what what needs to be true, what controls need to be there, and do we have them there? Is it true? I I you guys. I think that's as good of an idea as I I, I wish I would have thought of it. I wish I I could say, and you know, and I thought of that because I'm a genius, but I'm not a genius. I'm far from a genius. Far, really. You can't even see genius from where I am. But I do think it's an incredibly cool way to start a discussion. And that conversation, that discussion, that's where the power lives. I mean that that is the power in in moving us forward and I'm excited by that idea a lot. I actually think that's a worthwhile endeavor. It's it's the right thing to start the right conversation and it works up the chain and it works down the chain. It works well in all directions and isn't that what we want ultimately is a tool that works well in every single direction? So that's the pod for today. Short and sweet, huh? Nice, though. I mean, I think that's a good one, except for the apology stuff. But, but I need to say that. I really, I genuinely am sorry because I I didn't want that. I never wanted it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't set it up. I didn't sign up. They did it to me, and it was really hard to get them to stop doing it to me. It's kind of like having cable TV. They'll bring it to your house. It's just hard to get them to shut it off. I mean, it was the same deal, right? But I think the meat in this podcast is not my amazing apology. It's what needs to be true. What needs to be true? Man, I, I just can't, I can't think of that enough. I, it's, it's, it's captivating me. And I'm curious to see if it captivates you as well because I think it's really an important thing to think about. Thanks for the time. Tell your friends. Be happy. Uh, I wouldn't share this podcast. I mean, I'd share the latter half of this podcast, but the first half's just the apology. But that's sincere between you and I, so we're set up on that. That's what I wanted to chat with you about. Short and sweet, but why not? We got time. We got nothing but time. All right. Until then, learn as much as you can. Have fun. Have more fun than you could smash into a sack. Be good to each other. Check in on one another. And for goodness sakes, you guys, Be safe.